The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, uh, the only, the, I don't know what you're doing with that goat, but I'm pretty sure it's a felony, Tammy Underwood. Say, Daddy. Oh, that's so fucking, that's disturbing. <laughs> that's freaking disturbing. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's what you get for being rude to me, so. Does so, it yeah. help that I'm scratching my nuts? No. <laughs> Did you have to ask me that question? Kind of makes me wonder if Jen Dahl scratched my nuts for me. <laughs> you know, you cannot see when I'm taking a drink. How do you do that every single <laughs> fucking time? <laughs> you and Todd both have done that all morning. It's like I will literally start to take a drink and you'll say something stupid. And I don't want to spit it out like I did that one time. Well, I hear the hooker in the air, so I figure she's got to be opening her mouth for something. You're so stupid. But you got to admit, Jen Doll is pretty fucking cute. She is, and she's funnier than fuck, and, you know. That she is. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. She's a yeah, lunatic. Well, and she doesn't even do it on purpose. Her her crazy comes out accidentally. <laughs> this is true. It's, she's hilarious. It's like she'll say something and it's like, really? Did that just come out of your mouth? And she'll be like, what? What'd I do? <laughs> and she's itty bitty, so she's like pocket size. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, when she put her foot next to mine, I was like, uh, we could fit two of your feet in my shoe. Two my ass. She could fit like seven. Because she's got toddler-sized feet. She does. She shops in the toddler section. I mean, she always tells me it's teen, but I know it's toddler. Yeah, it's not teen. <laughs> it's toddler. That's why she has to wear things like kids. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's why, you know, and people don't understand that that's petite when you're short and you shop short clothes that's called petite it's not because you're skinny skinny so she shops at babies r us <laughs> oh gosh gosh carters Dude, she put her hand against mine <laughs> and like i've got giant hands and it, baby gap it reminded me of like my kids when they were babies and putting their hand against mine oh look how cute it's a little baby hand so which got me wondering if she was holding on to my pee-pee, it would look ginormous. Oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> I'm just in a mood today. Look at that brain. It is so dumb. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. But, yeah, it just, um, no, what was I going to say about her? I can't remember now. I was like. Oh, that's what I was going to say is like, cause I have giant hands too, cause my bone structure. And so I've always said to she people, said bone. shut up. I've always said to people, oh my gosh, you know, my hands are, everybody's hands are smaller than mine, except for men's. And when my dad was out here, I put my hand against him and said, oh my God, dad, you're the only one that makes me feel like I'm tiny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, it's, a, it's a whole Sasquatch family right there. Yeah. It's the Underwood side that gives me my big bone structure. It's the Pursuit Banner side that gives me my excellent skin tone. God but damn. there you go. She so okay. said this one's a multi-parter. This is a multi-parter. It might be even be, I can do, I'll do this one in short and then we'll do the next one long next week when I record so next week. so long. Stop it, Butt Nugget. Is it a long, hard episode? I'm going to hit you, Butt Nugget. Like, seriously. Actually, I want to use that voice because I want to make my own fragrance called Scott for Men. Do you want the women to love you? Scott for Men. <laughs> Do you want them to desire you? Desire. 
Scott for men. I am telling you know what? That is so funny because you would be perfect for RuPaul's Drag Race. Did How I ever, you like that? Did I ever tell you what I did to one of, one of my former drummers? The the cross dressing one? Yeah. No. <laughs> I actually took a picture of this because it was fucking hilarious. And I don't know what the hell happened to the picture because it was like fucking 11, 12 years ago. He was dressed up. So I want to get a picture of this. I, I had a steering wheel. Uh huh. And I got a helmet. And I had him get on all fours. And I stood over his back with my steering wheel and my helmet. I said, drag racing. No, you didn't. Yeah. He thought that would have been the epic Halloween costume, though. I'm just he, saying, epic. Oh my god! Especially that if awesome. he was dressed in drag, epic. Yes, epic. and that's what I was thinking, man. Yeah, you don't get better than that. Oh my gosh, you so need to dress in drag this Halloween, and I will ride you. Fuck no, my back can't handle that much weight. Well, Jesus Christ! I didn't say I'd jump on your back, but we could always do that. You know, where, yeah, like, like the yeah, we could. Like your bulldozer. There's a weight limit on me. Okay. Did you just call me a fucking bulldozer? I can't barely even handle picking up freaking a kid that's over like 80, 90 pounds, much less you. Oh, my gosh. I know. When I freaking picked up my nephew, this when I picked him up, I'm like, oh, my God, you're getting almost too heavy for me to carry. And then the other one cried. It was really weird. But, okay, I figured out where I'm going to end this. I'm only going to do a few pages. You ready? I'm ready, I'm willing, and able. Okay, yeah, this is the Allentown Massacres that occurred in 1995. This is in Pennsylvania, right? Allentown's in Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure. I was going to say, don't you listen to Billy Joel? Well, I, I just wanted to make sure, because, oh, and here's why. Because you could say, it's the Paris Massacres, and it could be oh, Texas, yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be yeah, that's France. True, that's true. It could be California, there's a Paris, California. Right, there's also, there. did you know, there's a Des Moines, Iowa, and Des Moines, Washington? Yes, I know. And there's an Oregon in Missouri, which I fucking hate that they pronounce it that way, but whatever. There's also one in New Mexico. Is there an Oregon in New Mexico? Yep, and guess what? There's an Oregon right over here. A big one, baby. Jesus. Especially if Jin Dahl was here. Lord, forgive him and the starving pygmies in Africa. I'm just saying, man, with those small hands, I would look like I am like John Holmes. Dude, you would look like Andre the fucking giant. I would look like Andre the Giant's Oh, yeah, leg. you're talking about, yeah, you're talking about the porn star, huh? Yeah. I didn't even realize that until I said Andre yeah. the Giant, John, but yeah. I was going to say, okay, we're going to bring wrestling in with porn stars. All right, that's, I guess that's your weird-ass <laughs> no, fucking shit going on. No, I was thinking big people, not big dicks. Sorry. I don't, never mind, I'm not going to sing that. Fuck that. Just go ahead. You were going to say I like big dicks and I cannot lie, huh? Because I was thinking in a different context, but I knew how that. I know, that, I know. I knew how that would sound. I was going to say I knew how that would come yeah, out that's of my why mouth. I, that's why I said it for you, because it's hilarious. If I say something like that, I knew how that would come out of my mouth. That wouldn't be good either. So before I dig this hole any deeper. You want me to start? Well, because yeah. I, I just went from using the shovel to using a fucking excavator, <laughs> so <laughs> I might just want to shut the fuck up now. I'm yes, just saying. I think you're right. Jen, okay. Jen Dahl, call me, baby. <laughs> you got my number. You got my number. I'd like Anyways, to get yours. Okay. Come. On February 27, 1995, the, na- the quiet community <laughs> of uh, Salisbury Township, which is just outside Allentown, Pennsylvania, couldn't believe what they were seeing from coming out of the, I mean, the scene that was going on at the Brown House on Everett's Lane, E-H-R-E-T-S. I think Salisbury, now, I think Steak, and you said the Brown 
And I know. I'm like, somebody shit the house? What? No, wow. Salisbury Township. Brown gravy is on Salisbury Steak, by the way. Why do you go to poop? Oh, Never you, mind. You said the brown house, and I'm like, wow, yeah. man. You know, don't ever eat gas station sushi. That's for the whole family, apparently. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> now, anybody who knew that family knew, I mean, never could, comp- didn't comprehend that their troubles were escalating to the point that it became a cold-blooded frenzy. Now, granted, the two older boys had always been a handful. But everyone who... She said handful. I did. But anybody who saw the carnage that was coming out of that house that day, on that Monday, wondered what triggered their rage. Now, Dennis Freeman, who's 54 years old, um, he was a head custodian at a local high school. And Brenda, his 48-year-old wife, was just a homemaker. They were devout, and this might be some of it. Um, they were devout Jehovah Witnesses. You know what? That is <laughs> it right there, because my first ex-wife, Maritza, she was raised Jehovah Witness, which we don't fault her for that because she doesn't follow that shit anymore. But, uh, Dude, how could you not celebrate your own birthday? That would be horrible. I don't celebrate my birthday. Uh, I, I celebrate your birthday. Which sucks. I don't and I celebrate Christmas for you, too. I don't want to celebrate that shit. You know what I want I on Christmas? Care. I want to sit by myself and be lonely and grumpy. Nope. Not going to happen. I want to watch porn and masturbate all day and say, I'm doing it for Jesus. Well, the 25th is on a Tuesday, so you might be alone that day, but still. No. Mm, Actually, no. I'm going to come over and have dinner with you. I want prime rib. No, you're going to be interrupting my masturbation. I don't care. I want prime rib. Can you smoke it for me if I buy it? If you get enough zigzags. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to keep it lit. Actually, you know where to buy it? You know where to buy it from? But uh, oh, over at Cash and Carry, because but uh, they don't have the bone in. I like the well. Though if you smoke yeah, it, it'd be okay. Oh, do they? Yeah, but you don't want to get the prime rib because the same cut, but the upper part or the bo- you get the bottom part instead of the upper. Oh, okay. It's the it's the same meat. Okay, it's the same tenderness. It's the same quality. Right. It's the same fat content, except one says upper, and one is a lower rib. Oh, gotcha. And even if we do do a boneless one, it's still going to come out the same. I was going to say, we come out really good, because I always get the boneless one, the bone in, and I cut it. You know, I have them trim it, so it's away from the bone, but tied. Right. You know, so I always do that, because we really don't need a big one. It's just, what, three of us? Yeah, three of us. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I invite Pam over. Who the um, fuck is Pam? My former mother-in-law oh, with a dead right. midget. That's right. That's right. I was like, who the fuck is Pam? The one that would be nice. The one that we barbecued a midget for. That was not okay. What? But yeah, that's that, what they did. They <laughs> cremated her. Yeah, that would be nice if you invited her. She, I mean, because she got lost last time we had a show, and I felt bad for her. Right, right. You I'm going to give you her number. As a matter of fact, she's been calling me all fucking day, so I'm going to let you deal with her. Yeah, I'll call her when we're done, and just you know. I'll have her meet me somewhere, and I'll drive her over to the venue. Rock on. Rock out with your cock out. Jam out with the clam out. That's the only thing I can think of to do. Because I was going to do it last time, but the show was starting. Right, right. Hey, uh, and if I don't mention it now, even though we're on the show, I'll forget. But don't forget that uh, to get her a kit for for the big show on November 3rd. Oh, what do you mean by kit? So she can get in. 
Oh, 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 oh passes okay. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll pull her ticket. I don't know what the promotion people do. Okay, yeah. I don't. No, I'm just I understand saying, what you're saying. I got to pull her ticket. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just mentioned shit that I hear everybody talk about, and they talk about yeah. passes and kits. I don't, I don't know about this shit. I'm no, just a fucking musician. No, because we still have to, you know, make up the VIP badges and everything too. But um, no, I'll, I'll pull her a VIP. Ticket. Right. It's and all for good. you fuckers out there, don't forget about the November third show. Just that's saying. right. That's right. November third at the Morrison Market Stage seven twenty two on Southeast tenth. Seven twenty two Southeast tenth. Now you guys have time to plan this shit. That's out. right. Just plan saying. it, and I'll post the link to the because this is airing Friday. I will post the link to the tickets because the tickets are on sale today. They're on sale today on the 29th when this airs. Oh. Ding dong. Oh, d- oh, no, that makes sense when this airs. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm, I'm here. I'm okay. Okay. I'll continue. So because they because they were devout Jehovah Witnesses, their three boys were raised by the strict rules of their beliefs. Therefore, they couldn't celebrate birthdays. They never celebrated a national holiday. They didn't vote or participate in the military. And their sons had grown into adult. And as they grew into adolescence, um... Especially Brian, who developed an interest in military, they had the neighbors started noticing there was trouble in the house. Now, they had tried different types of programs. The parents tried different types of programs to deal with Brian's anger, but they weren't able to stop the progression. He'd warned them before that he was going to kill them. And it appeared that he had made good on that threat, right? He said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now, um, Apparently, on February 27th, uh, Brenda's sister, you know, the mom's sister, Valerie Freeman, arrived at the home in, in the late afternoon. She found that the front door was locked, which she thought was rather unusual. Then she noticed that Dennis's truck was still in the driveway, which meant he hadn't gone to work and or he was home early, which was unusual, too. Um she was so curious that she went to the garage and found that it was locked. Then she tried the sliding door at the back of the on at the side of the mud at the side of this house, and this time she actually managed to get in because the sliding door wasn't locked. So Eric's dog was sitting there waiting for her, the same dog that Eric asked her to take because he was afraid it would get killed. Now Eric's one of the brothers. Okay. Now, inside, it was quiet and cold. And it, she noticed that the temperature had been, you know, because, you know, back in, in February in Pennsylvania, it's freezing, right? So she had noticed that somebody had turned down the thermostat, and it was too cold for anybody to actually be, like, in that house. So she knew that something wasn't right. So she walked slowly um, through the house because she didn't know if somebody was there who would attack her. Um, when she, the first place she went to was the bedroom of Eric. He was the youngest child and his door was closed. When she opened it, she found the 11 year old boy laying on his bed that was covered in blood. And she knew that he had to be dead. No shit. You think you have an 11-year-old total bloody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone had apparently, like, beat his head in. Um, Then she went down the hall to the master bedroom, 
And as she later testified in court, she saw that there was another blood spatter body laying in the bed. And that was as far as she went or was willing to go. Right. Um, she left the home. She ran to a neighbor's house and called the, the police. Remember this in 1995. No cell phones. Um, actually, they were first starting to come out then. Um, she went to the neighbors, called the police and officer Michael. I hope I'm going to spell this, say this name right. I think it's Pochran, P-O-C-H-R-A-N. He was the first to respond to this, to the crime. She gave him a key and called, and he called for backup, and the two officers went into the house. In the dining room, against a cabinet, they found a bloody aluminum bat. That From there, they went to the master bedroom, where they discovered Dennis with his head and face smashed so hard that th- his brain matter was exposed. Jesus. Can you imagine go how big or go home. Can you imagine the rage behind that attack? Because your your skull is very hard to damage normally. Especially mine. <laughs> Especially it's yours. Very thick headed. You are very, very thick headed. Now, um, according to one newspaper article, that his throat was also cut. Um the officers then went to Eric's room where they already knew they would find another victim because the valet told them that he was there and he was laying on his bed and he was covered in blood. The bed was covered in blood and it was just, you know, so they looked for Brenda, but she was nowhere to be found until they went downstairs to the basement. Um, now granted some, some accounts, you know, some reports say that she was outside Eric's bedroom but that's untrue. She was actually in the basement. On the way, on their way downstairs, the officers found a metal pipe covered in blood. Then they saw Brenda lying on her side with her nightgown pulled up to her thighs and a knife laying next to her. She too had been beat to death and stabbed. And on a wall behind her body, somebody drew two swastikas. In her blood. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. fucked up, man. Yeah. So these officers immediately called for a homicide detective. Um, so when Joseph Vasquez arrived on the scene, he immediately delegated officers to, you know, okay, this is what I'm going to say here. He arrived on the scene and he did his job right, Pittsburgh County, Oklahoma. He delegated officers to interview people in the area as well as friends and family. Um, He also... um, He also delegated people to start collecting proper evidence. I'm just saying. Amazing how police work. I know, right? How does that work? So it was obvious to everyone that... You know, Brian and David, Brian, 17-year-old Brian and 15-year-old David were gone. They couldn't be found in this house. So, considering their history of violence and aggression and their um, fondness for white supremacy, the white supremacy movement, and the disappearance of the family's vehicle, there seemed to be little doubt who the perpetrators were in this triple homicide. They were framed. Right? They were framed, framed, framed. Richie Allens? Yep. You know that song? Yep. Okay. Yet, it also became clear that there might have been a third party involved as well. 
their 18-year-old cousin, Nelson Birdwell, who went by the name Benny. Um, so the, the manhunt was on for them, right? People knew them as, quote, the three musketeers, and they might have been all for one, but their acts were a far cry from those of the noble characters in the novel, The Three Musketeers. You know? But technically, The Three Musketeers were four because they had D'Artagnan. Or, no, I can't remember all their names, but they had an extra one. Um, Everybody needs a spare Three Musketeers. They're delicious. <laughs> so you always need a spare, right? That's right. I don't, musketeers are too sweet for me. But then I like Uno bars, so kind of the same, same. So much like me. I'm very sweet. Or not Uno, but Zero. I'm so no, sweet. Uno is right. Uno's uh, a game, motherfucker. No, there's an Uno bar, and I've asked you to look for it every time you go to a convenience store, but I have yet to get one from you. They are delicious. I haven't seen They're it. They're hard to find. Now, local papers were prompt in covering this story, and it was soon picked up by um, national papers. They were seeking out people who knew these boys, and the reporters actually identified the source of the violence as the long-standing uh, resistance between, um, Bri- especially Brian, but his brother. De- uh, blah, blah. I'm sorry, it's a weird Brian, name. And Brian. No, I could, got tongue-tied. Brian and David had with their parents. I thought they were Pakistani for a minute. What's your last name? Right. And there was also so dumb. and the, there was also little doubt that their religion played a strong role as well, because Dennis and Brenda were active members of their church, and they imposed their strict rules on all of their children. The boys, especially, resented that. Um, but they're also not ordinary kids. They were big for their age, you know, and they were. Full of rage. It was obvious that their rage was increasing. So uh, the youngest son, David, the youngest of the two, was six foot three and weighed 245 pounds. That's a big feller. That's a linebacker. That's a whole lot of kid there, man. Yeah. And Brian, the 17-year-old, was six foot tall and weighed 215 pounds. So they're both big boys. Now, Such big boys. <laughs> Well, and this is what gets me is David was only 15, but he had a tattoo on his forehead that read Sig Heil. It's Sig Heil. Oh, excuse me, Dieter. I apologize. I know I have German blood in me, but I don't speak German. Sig Heil. Is that better? You must respect the fewer. Yes, I know. Sig Heil! Excuse me. And Brian actually wrote had tattooed on his forehead Berserker, which I don't understand that one, but okay. Um, B-E-R-Z-E-R-K-E-R. Do you know anything about that? I, I didn't research this part of it <laughs> like I should have, but yeah. I think that comes out of uh, World War II. Oh, did it? Well, did it come out of... Um, Nazis, yeah. Hitler's, that Hitler's manifesto that he... The, like, I, the I th- Nazi Bible? I think it was something like that, but I can't quite remember off I the top of my head. I can't remember the name of that book either right off the top of my head. It's called Mein Kampf. Oh, there you go. Mein Kampf. Thank you. Now, all of the all of these two uh, the David and Brian's classmates, their coaches, their teachers all remember them as big imposing people that almost they even came off as threatening. But then again, 
even with that, many of the students respected them. How can you be threatened, Miss Dammy, with people doing the good work of the viewer? Yeah. Well, you know, the other students respected them, so. Of course they did. There you Everybody have it. Was it respect out of fear or was it respect out of deeds? That's what I'm asking. Either way, we can get the nasty Jews into the showers and we will all be clean. Yeah, Jehovah Witness is kind of like of Jewish following kind of a little bit. A little bit. Hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, so the authorities talked to several classmates and learned that they had an association with, you know, skinhead belief systems and that had developed over the past three years. Now, somebody told them how these, how David and Brian bragged about decapitating a cat. And according to an article in the Washington Post, uh, they had already, they, after they decapitated, they allegedly worshipped the body of this animal. See, that's not Nazism. Yeah, that's, that's not Nazism. That's like socio. That's like psychopathic behavior. Yeah, that's more yeah. cultish. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna say Satanists. I know Satanists, no. and they're not bad. No, um, it's more of the occult. You know, yeah, very cultish. Weird, yeah, yeah weird, very weird, weird cult well, shit going on. It's the assumed belief that that's what cults do. Because a lot of them don't do that. Right. But Jeho- being know? Jehovah Witness is technically a cult. Right. Well, that's true, too. Oh, my gosh. And what, I, de- I, yeah. what defines a cult is uh, the separation of people from yeah. their friends and family. Exactly. And, exactly. and brainwashing and, and all brainwashing that shit. Yeah. And which is, that, that's a lot of religions in right. general. But uh, certain religions just take it overboard. Anyway, continue. Okay. I will. Um, now, um, where was I? You, you stopped me there. Oh, so anyways... The photo of Larry Harry List, a schoolmate, was found in Brian's room with a swastika drawn on the back. So they the in, detectives tracked him down and learned what association he had with them. According to List, you know Harry List, he'd heard Brian state that he wanted to kill his parents. Now Brian also told him that he was raising funds to leave the house and move to. You'll never guess where. Got to be Jacksonville, Florida. It didn't say Jacksonville, but Florida. There you go. <laughs> there you go. How did I ever figure that shit out? Yeah. Fucking and, Florida. Yeah. And according to um, Liz, to Harry, uh, Brian also hated his younger brother as much as he like despised his parents. Because Eric was so devout and he didn't resist their parents' teachings. You know? It was like... Why are you following this? This isn't right. I hate you too type stuff. Now, another when they questioned another boy, he said that skinheads had a reward system for killing people, which a spokesperson for their organization says is not true. And those who killed family members earned points. Now, according to, you know, this guy's. Three bo- the three boys were going to form their own neo-Nazi organization, and they were going to call it Berserker. They should have called it We Worship Cats. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Is that the, the Church of the Mighty Majestic Meow Cat? No, that's stupid. How retarded. That is a church of meow, 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 me
<laughs> oh, that's a new song. Oh my gosh, I gotta pause for just a second because I was over at my sister wife Danelle's house, and I know she listens to the podcast. And she literally had never heard the song for Armor Hot Dogs. <laughs> what kind of kids eat Armor Hot Dogs? And she looked up the commercial. She's like, "Oh my god, I've never heard this." I said, "Where did you live under a rock?" You know, but yeah, I don't, couldn't believe don't it. Don't pick on poor Danelle. I know she's. Uh, I love she's a her, little Jimmy. Slow. To death. Man, I know, me freaking, too. They're really good people. Me too. I've known them for 23, 23 years now. God damn. Yeah, since both of our sons were born, because we call them the almost twins, because my son was born in June and hers was her youngest was born in August. Hmm. And we used to live three houses away from each other. <laughs> See, that makes me want to sing Dolly yeah. Parton. Two doors down, they're yeah. laughing and drinking and having a party. Well, yeah, because um, between her and I going from my house, you had the neighbors that said I had a meth lab in my garage. And the lady we called the possum lady because she'd sit out in her front lawn on her porch swing and write down license plate numbers with a possum on her shoulder. Hey, man. And then you had Jimmy and Danelle. Telling you, your story is impossible <laughs> to believe. It's true. It's true. We call her the possum lady. Not lying. And she would write down license plates of phone numbers. I mean, license plates of cars that she thought were speeding through or who didn't stop at that stop sign. I like her. Yeah. Whatever, dude. She was annoying. <laughs> okay. So apparently, even from a young age, these brothers were kind of like trying to their parents. Uh, David... Oh, it says David was the oldest, so apparently he was a 17-year-old, and Brian was the 15-year-old, but the article got it wrong. Sorry about that. I had two different articles here, and I didn't realize because I just copied and pasted what I needed. Um, so 17-year-old David was drinking beer when he was six years old, allegedly. And he was... Um, Starting at that point to rebel against his parents' religion. He also didn't like their restrictions on their participation in extracurricular activities because his friends were allowed to participate, which I understand that. Yeah, I totally dig that. Because as a child, because I was in an abusive household, my stepdad refused to let us do any extracurricular activities. We couldn't try out for sports. We couldn't go to dances. We couldn't be in choir. We couldn't be in band. We couldn't be in none of that shit. We could barely go to our friends' houses that were up and down the road. That's very indicative, uh, it indicative is. of abusive people. Cause it is. So I understand <laughs> being resentful or disliking that restriction because it happened to me until I moved to Iowa and lived with my aunt and uncle, which I will say even as messed up as that situation was, I was able to participate in extracurricular activities, which took me away from the messed up. You know what I mean? So, I get it. I get it. Then in 1991, Brian and David just stopped going to church altogether, um, which only, like, which, like, raised their father's efforts to bring them back into the fold because, you know, you don't want your kids straying when you're in something like this. You know, right, right, right. I mean, whether it's and I'll say this with all respect to some people, because I know they don't understand the Mormons. No, exactly. Exactly. You know, because the lower level people don't understand the higher levels. You know what I mean? What's right, going the, on the, the higher agenda. level? Yeah. Thank you. They don't understand that. They think they are working for God and I don't blame them. Um but yeah, Mormons is also, I believe, a cult. And then we we had Jimmy Jones. Remember that? 
Um, of course I do, because you know <laughs> that um, <laughs> Henry, Henry Lee Lucas, Lucas gave him the poison and the Kool-Aid so he could kill everybody at coming. Jonestown. I knew that was coming. And you know what? I'll even bring up David Koresh, but I do not believe David Koresh was as bad as what everybody says he was. I don't even think he was really a cult. He had a bunch of followers, and he preached about well, Jesus, Well, yeah, because Seventh-day Adventist, Seventh Adventist is a different uh, sect altogether anyways. Right. Because they believe in the saving grace of Jesus Christ, but they abide by a lot of Old Testament laws. Well, with, with so, Koresh, though, all he did was, yeah, he stockpiled guns, okay? Which is not illegal. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in Texas. Hello. Yeah, he's in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he stockpiled guns. He, they didn't find any evidence of any child raping, child nope, molestation, didn't. child endangerment, nope. anything like this. This was a bunch of people with that yep. were like-minded. Yep. And whether they believed that Koresh was the new Jesus or not, they weren't hurting anybody. And then the government comes in and says, fuck it, we're going to kill everybody. You know, this is, you know, the, the, that, that's why you don't hear about it much anymore. It's right. because it's another big fuck up from the government. Uh, just like the, what was it, about seven or eight years ago, the BLM, not Black Lives Matter, but the Bureau of Land Management, got into it with a bunch of ranchers that didn't want to give up oh, their that, property. Oh, that happened here. Yeah, it was right here in Oregon. Yeah, right here in Oregon. And the only thing was, they didn't want to give up the property that they've, they've tended for generations that they had bought and paid for. And the BLM's like, no, we want to seize this property because we want it for this right, and that. Right, right. And because yeah, that, that, hap- yeah, that And then happened. you had a BLM agent that shot... Uh-huh. An unarmed fucking rancher. Yep. Shot him. Shot him. Dead. But you don't hear about that much anymore. No, Why? you just hear about the arrest of the, the ranchers after it, the standoff was over. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it just pisses me off. Anyway, continue on. Yeah, I will. I Carry will. on my wayward song. Okay, anyways. Um, blah, 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 blah. So when that, the problem exas- was exacerbated by that, you know, his increased efforts. Dennis actually resigned his eldership um, or perhaps he was pressured to leave so he could concentrate on his sons because, you know, you can't be an eldership if you can't control your children in the belief system, right? Right. I mean, let's not get into their controlling ways. So they can, so the children continued to rebel. At one point, David actually joined the football team but he was suspended from that team when he threatened the coach. Now, the mom sought help from a guy by the name of Nick Palumbo. He was in the student assistant pro. He was a student assistant program director for the Salisbury Township Schools District. And he actually told her uh, there were several rehab centers. And over time, those boys had been placed in several of them. Now, David was actually committed to a rehab center in 1992 for substance abuse. Um, And when he was released, he actually became more belligerent. So they committed to him to a hospital for 30 days, for 30 days observation. Here's the thing about rehab centers, okay? Yeah. When you're using drugs, and I've said this a million times, I don't care how many drugs or what drugs you're doing, you don't have a problem. Until Until you have a problem. You have a fucking problem. And that's you deciding you have a problem. Not everybody else deciding. Everybody else in the world can say, dude, you can't use that much blow because, you know, that was my drug of choice. Yeah. Uh, You know, you can't do this and that. And you don't have a problem until you have that uh aha moment and you go, yeah, hey, totally. I need to make a change. Yeah. So you could put these little pukes in fucking rehab after rehab after Mm -hmm. rehab. All you're doing is wasting time and money. Put your fucking head out of your asses and realize that. Jesus. 
Fucking idiots. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's true because I never thought I had a problem. Well, and I did ice, crystal meth. Um, I never had a problem until I went to prison for something related to it. You know, even though I didn't have a drug charge. And that's when I said, you know what? This is fucked up. I need to stop. You know? Yeah, it makes sense. So there you go. Otherwise, you know, when people said I had a problem, I looked at them like, fuck you. I don't have a problem. Do another line. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's what we did. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. I love that song. So apparently doctors at that hospital told the parents that, well, he recommended that uh, David be placed in a residential placement facility. So they put his parents put him in the Reed shelter care. That's a psyche and a psychiatric evaluation at that facility said that he was above had above average intelligence ringing a bell. But he was at risk for a diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder, which is common with people who show that level of violence. You know, Mm -hmm. we've seen it in a lot of our killers having that above average intelligence. But then we have a couple that don't. Um, (laughs) Hey, hey, don't be picking on Henry Lucas and Otis Tool. That's beyond what we can even comprehend with those two. Exactly. Exactly. So, according to reports, Brian, who was allegedly smarter than David, um, was more polite. Now, he even made the school honor roll. Now, but he also experimented with drugs and was sent to treatment facilities. It was there that he came in contact with another guy who talked him into joining the skinheads. So at that center, Brian started decorating his room with posters of hate rock groups, Hitler, and swastikas. Now, despite having, you know, the biological family intact, they weren't, you know, they weren't, I think it's called the nuclear family. Nuclear family, that's correct. He appeared to have found a new home with his new belief system and those followers. Which we've seen before, because what's his name? Carpenter. Carpenter, Carpenter. He was the racist killer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his first name right offhand. Um, it was like Abraham Lincoln or something. It was something so patriotic. Right. It like, was uh, actually a very patriotic name. I can't. But Thomas Jefferson or hang something. On. I can't fucking remember his damn name. But, uh, yeah, the racist killer. Joseph Paul Franklin. That was it. Joseph Paul. I couldn't remember his. Yeah. But it was a pretty, you know, astute name, I guess. Right. He changed it from something like Jethro Toothless or whatever the fuck his original (laughs) name was. So, um, according to, you know, neo-Nazi skinheads idolize Hitler's ideology and the racial purity. Right. Yes, we do. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not. He's not. And neither am I. Yes, she you know, is. No, Look neither am I, despite the Hillsborough Argus articles in 1993 and 1994. And I'm not on Wikipedia, ass. Oh, you're going to be. I'm, <laughs> I'm making your own Wikipedia page going, you know, about you being a Nazi. And, <laughs> and you, a hooker. And a hooker and a living Sasquatch and fucking burning crosses on people's freaking front lawns while you're wearing a KKK robe and hood. Well, we are registered as editors on Wikipedia, so I'm thinking about going it because I want to play a joke because one of our friends in 
you know, in prison, suggested that I put on his Wikipedia profile that he was released at a certain time. Oh my, that'd be and hilarious! And I'm like, that would be so funny because it's not going to be changed until somebody else changes it. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. So, um, now they, the neo Nazis, actually began showing up in the United States sometime in the mid '80s, according to um, some articles that. In 1993, their membership had actually grown to approximately 4,000, and they leaned to- they had a tendency to lean towards racial violence, which was evident in the number and intensity of the hate crimes that these people committed, including murder. That will help when people start to realize how important <laughs> Mein Führer was. And we will take over again. Come on, little Jews, follow me. Exactly, exactly. So many of the members actually come from middle class homes where there's a lot of tension in the household. They keep contact, the members keep contact via networks, chapters, websites, and other publications to share their value. And they also share their values through music, which is filled with messages of hatred and superiority, which I don't know any groups out there like that. Do you? Yeah, me. You know a neo-Nazi? You do not perform neo-Nazi fucking songs. Oh, Shut yeah. Up. I write a lot about Hitler and... Uh, yeah, I have never heard you sing one about Hitler yet. Unless that's somebody please stop the rain. This is a little song about Mein Fuhr. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. But, yeah, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know any groups out there like that. And I know kind of about music. I mean, not as much as you do, obviously. Because I'm not, you know, obsessed. But according, Pennsylvania was also known as a hotbed for white supremacy groups. They often um, would recruit adolescents who were alienated uh, by society. And they also, so they became their surrogate family. You know what I mean? And so at that time in the early 90s, there were 64 known white supremacist groups operating around Pennsylvania. Uh, according to one author, in 19, since 1990, there have been hundreds of incidents of violence from those groups. And people under the age of 20 were responsible for the greater portion of that violence. Now, apparently, this ideology, which was combined with biblical phrases, offered something to kids who were rejecting traditional religion, right? Right, makes sense. Yeah, and they were, but they weren't ready to give up religion completely. So they were flocking to teachings of the prejudice and hate. So white people, these two, these people, the these. Recruits learned that white people were the descendants of Abel, the good, noble son of Adam and Eve. You know, not Cain, the one who slew Abel, but, you know. Um, and then all other races of the world fell into the category of, quote, beasts of the field. That is very true. I think that yeah. they're the same I've never way. read Mein Kampf for any of the not- neo-Nazi books, but maybe I sh- I'm afraid to search for them. Mm, you should. should. <laughs> you should read Mein Kampf. It is a very inspirational book. You think so? It will teach you all you need to know about the other races that are not superior or even equal to the white race, which is the plan that Mein Fuhr had for the world. 
Are you done? Almost. Sikhan! <laughs> People say, Sikhan! <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. I'm texting my sister while you come, ramble. Come to the naughty side of the falls, Miss Squatch. No. Come on, Tammy. I'm afraid to do my German ancestry. We are waiting for you. <laughs> no. So when, listen, when, they, when the boys return home from treatment, Brian actually recruited David into the skinheads. And after they went to several meetings, they decided, you know what? We should form our own group and include our cousin, Benny. Now, they all shaved their heads, got tattoos, and proclaimed their loyalty to the white supremacist movement. That meant they would consider themselves a part of a superior race, and they'd have no form of communication with any other race. Okay? Um Especially those who were considered, quote, the enemy. See, I don't, uh, I, I can't agree with that very much because you have to talk to these filthy beasts in order to understand them, to get the information <laughs> of where their nasty families are hiding. You're so horrible. Now, according to the district attorney for Lehigh County, Robert Steinberg, um, who was the prosecutor on the case, he says, I don't believe the problem was David Freeman coming back into the household. I think the problem was David Freeman being in the household with his brother and also with Ben Birdwell as a frequent visitor. So Brian had most of his body tattooed and all of the tattoos were uh, skinhead artwork. He was mad at his parents and that his parents had placed him in what he viewed as, quote, a mental institution. And he was going to show them who was really the boss. So, like, when you watch Ameri the story American History X, there's a contagion effect, which is portrayed in that film. Um, similar to that, David adopted the same attitudes and behavior that Brian had. So together they would terrorize their younger brother, Eric, who they called mama's boy. And they were joined in this. Whenever Benny came over, he would also join the, you know, the, the actions of terrorizing this child. Consid I mean, imagine this six kids, 11 years old in 1995 when he was murdered. Of course he worships his parents and wants to follow them at that time, right? Right, no, I He did. hasn't gotten into society where he's seen other things yet. So for them to treat him this way, I think is ridiculous because he didn't know any better. I agree. Poor kid. I agree. You know? So um, Br Benny also became a skidhead, and they located their group Oh, and they had found a local group in Allentown that they could join. So they were attracted to that group and met a guy by the name of... Uh, they met up at a guy by the name of Mark Thomas's farm. And that was a meeting place for his, quote, Christian identity group, is what he called it, which relied on the scripture to prove that the whites were superior, right? So, Which is true, <laughs> according to Mein Fuel. Well, I'd like to know which Bible verses they're quoting because I haven't seen that in the Bible. But then again, I don't quote the Bible word for word. You know, here, here's what 100%. gets me. Here, here's why I think that being a white supremacist is fucking retarded. Uh, in all my <laughs> seriousness, you're making quotes from the Bible, right? 
Yeah. Which is a book that's written by Middle Eastern guys. Oh, yes. That are brown. Yes. And not American. True. And not white. <laughs> True. But not German, not European. Yeah. No, nothing like that. These yeah. are these are Middle Eastern dudes. Yeah, which is like, technically Asian, but okay. <laughs> and it, it, it's ridiculous to go, this is yeah. for white supremacy because we believe oh, yeah. in Jesus. That well, is fucking stupid. Yeah, well, and what gets me too, and I mean, because we all know, I believe in God. I, I do, and you and I have talked about this. I don't push it down anybody's throat. However, I do not believe in organized religion. And I think it's funny when you have organized religions here in the United States, churches that put up pictures of Jesus Christ and he's white as fuck. <laughs> With long hair, he looks like a hippie. Yes, and I'm sorry, maybe he did have long hair and wore sandals in a robe with a belt, but I am telling you that man was not white. He was hanging out on Haight-Ashbury Street in San right? Francisco smoking weed. Dude, I'm telling you. Protesting the war yeah. in he Vietnam. Was, he was not a white man, people. I don't care what you think, he wasn't. He and, was sitting there with a peace sign. Yeah. Then later on he was singing, All we are saying is <laughs> give peace a chance. <laughs> He's over at Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. He hung out with freaking Charles Manson for a minute until he realized, no, this guy's fucked up. So, man. And I can't convert him. He's like, I can't convert you, Charlie. I got to go, man. Charles Manson's all like, it's okay. We're going to start a cult and kill people. Yeah. Okay, Helter I mean, Skelter. Helter Skelter. And then. <laughs> You know, he, he went over to Woodstock, and yeah. he's like, you know, go, Hendrix, and you're, Foxy, <laughs> Foxy, you know you're a sweet little love makeup. I love Hendrix. Huh. Foxy. Yeah, no, I can see that now. He's got a, you know, peace sign, yeah. a bandana around yeah. his head. totally, totally. Wearing his sandals. Turn oh, with yeah. the Grateful Dead. You know it. That's right. <laughs> on a train getting high on cocaine. Oh, that's so funny. That is hilarious. I love Next it. on Twisted Blue LLC's <laughs> website, Jesus Goes on Tour. <laughs> well, and you know what gets me also is that um, they these guys quote the Bible. And I always throw out Westboro Baptist Church, too. They quote the Bible to try to push their agenda, their hate agenda. But if you read the Bible, it's about love and acceptance. I disagree with that because if you read the Bible, you have some fucked up things that this Christian. Well, that's God in the did. old tense of it, yeah. You know, sitting yeah. there going, "Hey, man, go kill your kid on top of this mountain." Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Okay, I'm but that's go f- Old Testament. New Testament isn't like that. So, I'm gonna go yeah. fuck up my son, and then you get up there and goes, "Dude, I'm just kidding. What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, dude, no, that's bad. You yeah. know, things like that. God knows everything in the Christian Bible. That's bullshit. Honestly, it's bullshit. I know, I know you. I know that's what. You, yeah, no, I get what you're saying because mom and I, you and you know, my mom is like devout in her belief system. I don't fault her for that because she sends me pictures of her boobs. No, my mom is devout in that, and yet her and I had a conversation just last night about the um, contradictions in the Bible. Yeah, there's a shit ton of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My favorite one is "Thou shalt not kill." Unless God tells you to do it, or you're doing it for Jesus, then it's okay. Wipe everybody out. It's fine. Or, you know, because we brought up this fact, you know, because in the the New International and King James Version, and even these other translations since then, always, always quote uh, during the Sodom and Gomorrah part of the Bible. You know, I can't remember where that's at exactly. However, they quote in that part, Thou man shall not sleep with man. Okay? But the original version of the Bible 
literally said the one that was printed out on the press way back when says man shall not sleep with boy. So it was about pedophilia, not homosexuality. Here's my thing. So there you have it. If if you're talking nature and then we're going to have to wrap this one up because we're we're almost done. Um, But if you're talking about nature, you will see other species of animal hump the same sex. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Now, whether you agree with being gay or not, it's none of my fucking business. And right. if you're gay or not, it's none of my business. However, right. you see that in nature. So nature applies across the board because human beings are just giant fucking primates. Um, you know, just hairless, hairless fucking monkeys. So to sit there and judge somebody solely based on who they're sleeping with, it's not very Christian. It's not right. a, any religion that, that preaches peace right? at any level, whether it's, you know, because keep in mind, there's extremists and on Every level, like there's Buddhists that have set themselves on fire. There's, uh, you know, like the, the 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 Hindus and the fucking Muslims have been fighting fucking forever. There's extremist Muslims. There's good Muslims. There's extremists. Okay, right, totally. And the key is, pull your heads out of your ass, Westboro Baptist Church, and realize, man, if if you're gonna claim to be a religion and follow their teachings, right, truly follow their teaching. Don't be right. a fucking douche canoe. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, too. We got five to wrap this okay, one up. No, I got a couple paragraphs. So as the as Brian and David's uh, resentment grew towards their parents, they started threatening to kill them. They once threatened Brenda with a hatchet. So she went to the Anti-Defamation League and uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Did they, did they look at her and go, can I ask you no, a question? The Anti-Defamation League, <laughs> shut up, was... Was of the Benai Brith League, League of the Benai Brith, you know? Okay. Um, and she sought help from them because they were allegedly experts in cult behavior and especially with hate groups. So they actually uh, tried to tough love these two boys. And that's a group for parents with difficult children. And um, it's also put on by the Pennsylvania Human Relations Commission at the time. But nobody had any answers. They had no legal grounds to take these boys from the home and put them in detention centers. And they had to hope that these guys, these two boys would pass through this phase in their life and actually grow the fuck up. Right. Dennis actually allegedly started keeping a baseball bat by his bed in case his sons came in and tried to harm him. Because he's the real Batman. Dude, true. So on February 4th, 1995, Brenda actually sold Brian and David's cars. And the next day, they went and tattooed their foreheads. So Brenda and Davis then went through the rooms of these boys and took out any clothing and paraphernalia that said that they were part of these hate groups. Um, then they stripped down the posters off the wall and they threw away all the pamphlets and books these boys had. Um, and Brenda actually kept a book that described the killings of one's parents for their beliefs. Hold right? up. Hold up. Okay. Cause we're going to stop it right there, but I want to add this. Okay. While on the surface, that sounds like a great fucking idea. Yeah. I only have three there. sentences left, but go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and say it. Then okay. I'll fucking finish so these that. actions only made the boys angrier. They started to talk to their friends about getting a gun. They talked about killing a cop. They talked about going south. Then on February 20th, David actually told somebody he was going to kill his mother. So on February 23rd, Brian was suspended from school for five days, and he had had 
an altercation with somebody, which erupted into threats and violence. So that like escalated with the principal. However, Eric seemed to know what was coming when his aunt asked him around this time, according to some reports, how he was getting along with his brothers. He said, you never know when you're going to die. And that's all I have. I figured. So I'm going to try to get through this quickly. So what happens when you go in and you start taking all your kids shit away because you don't agree with it? Oh, yeah, totally. And it's anybody. It's just nature. They're Uh going to rebel even harder against anything Mm -hmm. that you deem unacceptable. Exactly. Like I said, on the surface, like, yeah, that's what I would do, too. Don't do that. Don't find a different freaking way, because the more that you rebel against it yourself, the harder Uh they're going to come back at you. Exactly. That's basic psychology 101. Yeah, and that's true because you see that a lot when, you know, like parents forbid the girls from seeing these boys, right? Many parents forbid girls from seeing me. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And these girls like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to see who I want to see. Those are the best girls because they will do some freaky shit. So my mom literally never told me when I was growing up who I could hang out with and who I couldn't. Never. That's a smart move. Yeah. smart move. Yeah. So that's all I have, folks. All right, remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Log on to Brutal Nation. Or, I'm sorry, log on to the Citizens of Brutal Nation and the Brutal Nation pages on Facebook. Join our conversations. Interact with us. This show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. If you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying. Thieving bastards. bastards. And we will talk to you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.